Hello and welcome to another episode of the Talking City podcast. Today we're joined by Stu Brennan and Simon Bykowski. Hi guys. Hi, okay. Hello. Uh, good, thank you. So three games in one week. How is it? How are you finding it then? How is how is City finding it? Is it? It doesn't seem like it's took its toll on the the club at all. It's winning as usual. Well, no, I mean because although it's three games in a week, of course, in, in the game against Fulham in the Caribou Cup. Uh, Car- Caribou Cup that's, that's an old Monty Python reference huh? um, in the Carabao Cup um, Pep Guardiola made 10 changes there's only John Stones who played uh, and I suspect he wouldn't have played if Nicholas Atamendi had, uh, hadn't have picked up a little little, little niggle um, so you know it doesn't really when, when they're all pretty much all fit as they are at, at the minute at City um, he can afford to make that many changes and still put out a strong team I mean that team absolutely bossed full, full and they dominated them uh, despite largely being players who, who haven't featured regularly or you know young lads like Murich and, and Foden and Diaz um, so you know th- three games in a week sounds hard but when you can afford to make that many changes it, it makes it so much easier yeah, I think last season with the Carabao Cup, you never got the feeling that Guardiola was completely happy with it. He didn't really like the extra time and the two-legged semi-finals. And you think back to like Kevin De Bruyne slogging his guts out in the dying moments of the second leg at Bristol City. And it's no wonder that he felt knackered for sort of the second half of the Premier League Um like Stu mentioned last night, there was something like £260 million worth of talent on the bench. Um, De Bruyne played, but he's not played for for much of the season. That was just to get his, his fitness up. So City are, I think, a lot stronger and can go a lot more at this competition than maybe they could without it detracting from, from the Premier League. Yeah, it's almost like a competition he loves, really, because if you look at the depth City have, it's almost like a way of City, um, the Pep getting the likes of Phil Foden and Brahim Diaz time on the pitch, and especially with this contract situation ongoing at the moment, it's, kind of, it's almost like, well, I can't fit him into the league squad or Champions League, and League Cup is a perfect opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it certainly does give uh, those youngsters, and Murich has played, and Claudio Gomez came on for the final minutes, um, Adria Bernabe came on at Oxford, so it, it's a chance for him to get those youngsters onto the pitch in a competitive environment, which they don't really get anywhere else. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I get the feeling that Guardiola quite likes this competition. Uh, it's the first trophy he won in England, so I think it's got a bit of sentimental value. And when, when you've won it like that, you know, it's a big occasion at Wembley. Any cup final at Wembley is a big occasion. You go there and win it, and you look at the scenes afterwards. You know, nobody was thinking the Carabao Cup isn't a proper competition then. They were, you know, they were wild scenes of celebration. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's devaluing it. I think he's just sort of juggling his resources and he's putting faith in those players. You got to think, you know, this this is a squad that's been assembled. Uh, he, he, he trusts in his players. You know, he trusts Inchenko to come in and do a job. He trusts Fabian Dell to come in and do a job he trusts the young lads to come in and do a job and that that faith was entirely justified Fulham put out a pretty strong team last night you know it it wasn't I expected them to change you know because they've got their own issues Um, but they put out a fairly strong team it looked like a full strength yeah three changes from Saturday for them yeah and and they just they they looked frightened the city from the start you know Um, I, I mean a lot of that 
a lot of it was down to Kevin De Bruyne because he was an absolute demon. You know, he was he was bullying them physically. He was just way too good for them in football terms. Uh, so he sort of set the standard. But Fulham just sat back and and as if they were playing the full strength City team. You know, I, I thought if, if I'd have been a Fulham player in that dressing room and looked down that list and seen, you know, sort of a few teenagers, you know, a teenager in goal, um, Foden, Diaz, uh, he sees Inchenko at left back. I'd have been thinking, we've got a chance here, lads. Come on, let's go and let's go and give it a go. But and you know, and, and they don't flow as freely as as City's first choice eleven do. They're still a, an excellent team and they still play good football, but they don't flow as freely. They're not as experienced. So I thought Fulham would have come out and had a go. Um, they didn't. They sat back as, he, as they did in the league game and just got picked off. It yeah. was it's crazy. It does beg the question that where would where would City's almost second slash third team finish in the Premier League if they can beat a Fulham team? Yeah, convincingly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was too easy for them, but it's something that they've just made a habit of doing. I mean. Pep's first season, they really didn't do well against the big teams. They struggled a lot, and it was it was almost like there was a shortage of belief in the squad that they could compete against the big teams in the big games. And obviously, that's something the manager's still driving at for the Champions League, trying to drive that message home. But you look back to Tottenham on Monday night, and it was it was almost a non-event. You know, they went ahead in the fifth minute and weren't really troubled, other than that Lamella chance that got ballooned over but you know they you just feel like they're in second or third gear and absolutely obliterating every team however good that comes at them it's a bit worrying that they're still another yeah. level or two still yeah. to go for City there were people in the press box last night saying what you said then that would this, this team would finish in the top four uh, I don't agree with that I don't think that's true I, I think they'd certainly finish top ten uh, I don't think they finished top four um, but I think the seven who were on the bench would probably finish in the top four. <laughs> Even playing against 11 men. I saw your tweet last night before the game. It did get me thinking. Um, we'll touch on uh, the couple of the youngsters in a bit, but um, Kevin De Bruyne's injury. Mm-hmm. I think the only positive you could maybe take is the fact that it isn't his right knee that he injured a couple of months ago. Is there, yeah. I mean, I, what did you guys make of it? You... I mean, I saw it more as kind of a contact thing. I mean, Fosu Mensa just seems to have fallen back and sat on his knee basically put all his weight on on his knee so it seemed to be more sort of a a jar rather than any uh anything more more serious yeah i mean i'm, I'm no physio i'm no medical expert but i, I, look, I looked at it and he, his knee wasn't twisted or in any way he was sort of flat on the ground so it's just it's been extended a little bit i mean I, i've got kids who do that kind of thing to me and one of them's even bigger than fossil mensa so uh, <laughs> i know what it's like um and I, it, you know the, the ground sort of took most of the impacts it wasn't like if, if his knee had been twisted slightly to one side I think it would have been a lot more worrying but having said that lig, uh, lig, knee ligaments are such a strange thing you know the most innocuous looking challenge yeah. can, can create all kinds of problems uh, and people get encouraged by the fact that De Bruyne got up and carried on running and then pulled up but every time you see a knee ligament damage that, uh, almost every time you see it that happens you know Mendy, Mendy did that before before his big one he, you know he, he tried to play on De Bruyne has, has done it uh, in the past when he's had a knee ligament problems so it's worrying um, and, until it gets cleared up um, which Pep Guardiola will probably do at his press conference um, he was very anxious when he was asked about it yesterday's response he 
quickly wanted to just talk about something else. Yeah, he always does, though, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. He's, he's not really interested in injuries. <laughs> he's just, yeah. uh, that's just the way Pep is. He, uh, he, 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 that's the medical department's department, if you like. And he, uh, he he just sort of, all he wants to know is, is this player available to me? And if not, when will he be available to me? He's not really interested in the, the nuts and bolts of it. I think you could see from his teammates' reaction, not necessarily that it was a bad injury, but as soon as he, he went down again, they were all like, right, he needs attention, which sort of shows how much he, he matters to his team because, I mean, he was immense last night and City have done fine without him results-wise, but it just showed kind of what the extra things that he brings to the team to make them even better. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll be back on the pitch sooner rather than later. But um, on a more positive note, Raheem Diaz before last night I wasn't too sure where the interest from Real Madrid was coming from and then afterwards you kind of like think yeah he's he's 18 he's putting a performance like that he's got a couple of goals he's he, he's shown what he's what the almost like the hype's about yeah 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 he um, scored two goals one deflected but he, he's in the right place to score them um, he looked very good at Oxford in his only other appearance this season um, his only other start before he got injured um so he is doing you know he, he, he's showing what he can do um i'm still not sure that'll be enough for him to to continue at city beyond what, what is the, what is the problem is is it almost like sancho where he wants first team football is it money is it going back to spain what, what what's what's the act what is the yeah what's i think holding it back? i think he wants more playing time and he certainly had considerably less than Foden. Um, I think he's a year older than Foden, so he sort of wants to be further on in his development. And if you look at that, I mean, Guardiola kind of hinted at it last night. City wanted him to go on loan for this season to get um, to get more playing time and more experience. But recent history would suggest that if you go on loan, you don't really come back and are closer to the first team. But Guardiola said, I mean, Brahim knew this summer that he had Mares, he had Sané, Sterling, Bernardo, a lot of very, very good players in front of him. Um, and yet he chose to stay. So that's why he's only started two League Cup games and why you can't see him starting a Premier League game in the near future. Um so like I say, he's doing everything he can when he does get a chance, but that doesn't necessarily mean he will get more chances that aren't in the League Cup. Yeah. yeah. I've written a piece about Brahim um, in, in, the, in the wake of that, saying that, you could, you, like you said, you, you could see what he's got. You can see he's, he's got a, a nice turn of pace. He's got a good touch. He's got great balance and poise. He's good on the ball. Um but I think you could also see what he needs to get if he's going to really challenge the players that, that Simon just listed. Uh, I mean, the obvious comparison is with Sterling for me because they're both small lads. But one thing Sterling has got that Brian Diaz hasn't is just incredible strength. You don't see Raheem Sterling getting bullied. You know, you see six foot two centre halves go into a challenge with Sterling and come off worse. He's just amazingly strong. I remember when City played up at Celtic uh, in the Champions League a couple of seasons ago. Um, we sat down with Brendan Rodgers um, the day before the game, and he talked about Sterling. He said that when when he was at Liverpool and he had Sterling, he was. Um, 
you'd see him going to challenges in training with like Martin Skirtle and and people like this, you know, big strong defenders. And he said he would he would win all these challenges. He was just so incredibly strong. You just don't see him get knocked off the ball. Last night we saw Brahim Diaz two or three times at least being shoved off the ball by Cessignon. Now Cessignon's a good player, but he's he's roughly the same age as, as Diaz. He's got a lot more experience, obviously, and probably probably got a bit more physically inured to playing in the Premier League. But he's, um, you know, if he's going to bully. Diaz off the ball he's got to learn to cope with that he's either got to learn to cope with it by getting strength like Silver has uh, like, like Sterling has sorry or to get to do what David Silver has done and sort of find ways to use use his, his size and his, his, his touch and his poise and his balance against the defender I mean he's still only a young lad and he's still developing so hopefully that will come and if that does come he's a proper player but just to pick up on that as well the start of last season before any of the Centurion stuff, Pep was looking to use Sterling through the middle and it was sort of like Sterling, there was talk that Alexis Sanchez was going to be using a swap, there was talk that Bernardo was going to be the end of Sterling at City and Sterling adapted and not only can he play through the middle but he played on the right, he can play on the left, he, he's made himself comfortable across all three positions and excellent at them whereas Brahim coming through the academy teams was like a number 10 because anyone who's got skill in an academy team plays at 10 it seems um and then towards the end when Phil Foden started coming through you sort of you can't necessarily have two 10s together um or they something didn't click so Brahim goes out wide and they're not last season they were looking to play him through the middle now he's been played more out wide so he's still yet to find his best position I think Certainly at City. So you imagine out of Phil Foden and also Brahim Diaz, you'd think one of them would stay and one of them would go. Yeah. Because you can't really fit two of them into the team and playing every week. I, I think if um, if you were to name your two strongest City 11s, you can name one 11 and then another 11. I don't think Brahim would make either. I, I'm thinking Foden would make one, but I'm just trying to think who else. Um, Who else they've got? I think he probably would in terms of balance. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. I I can't think of anybody else who... So on the wings you've got Sane, Sterling, Mares, and maybe Bernardo. How would you fit Foden and Diaz in the same team? One out wide, one at 10. Well, the, the, way, the, way, the way it happened last night, yeah. 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 Foden, Foden playing in that David Silva kind mm. of position and Diaz playing, playing a little wider where he's... Uh, his attributes are probably more suited I, I think anyway but, but then you've got De Bruyne Gundogan David Silva get the third team Foden <laughs> yeah yeah I, 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 well I mean let, let, how many injuries are there there's, there's nobody out injured of any note last night apart from Gundogan who would have yeah he would have played um, oh yeah but I, I just mean if if you're not in sort of the top 22 Right, yeah, yeah. I, I guess with Gundogan added, to, yeah, I was forgetting that Gundogan was out last night. With Gundogan added into that that squad, you you possibly right that he wouldn't make, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't make a second. I, I think Foden can expect more game time than Brahim. Yeah, that's true. Do you think it's an issue with City at the moment that you almost like the way the young the young the contracts with the youngsters? Is it because you can't, they've got all these good young players coming through, but you obviously have the first team players who. It's almost like you can't really drop any of them for the young players. So it's almost like a dilemma for Pep and City as a whole that, that might almost have, might have to lose these players. I, I think Pep just simply won't compromise his 
his standards to bring young players through. Um, there was a time earlier this season when Gareth Southgate sort of hinting that Phil Foden needed to play to make the England squad and Guardiola just said, I, I don't pick teams for the England squad. I pick my teams to to win a game of football and if Foden shows that he is good enough, he will play and if not, then, then he won't and that's really the challenge. I mean, he has given game times a to people in the the league cup but it, it's that challenge of you know if you can prove that you're as good as these superstars every day on the training pitch then you'll get the chance in the game yeah the Foden's risen to that challenge I think that's that's the beauty of it I mean Jaden Sancho left uh, Foden's risen to that challenge uh, he's he's sort of taking it on but I mean he's obviously in a different situation because he's a local lad and he's been in the city system since he was he was small but um He's been he's been had that challenge thrown down to him by Guardiola, saying, "I'm not going to pick you unless I think that you're good enough." Um, and he's he's proved that he is good enough. For me, he's he's a proper member of that squad now. You know that Carabao Cup game last night, last year, uh, the Carabao Cup was about him being a young player who was just getting a bit of experience. Now the Carabao Cup is about him staking his claim for the first team. You know and showing that he belongs. And I thought last night he did show that he belongs. I, th- I, th- I think that you could put Phil Foden, that Phil Foden, into just about any Premier League game. Maybe, maybe not the really top top games, you know, the, the Chelsea's and, and Liverpool's United's and so on. Um, but I think that most Premier League games, he, he could slot in and do that job in, in the Premier League. Uh, and you kind of think, well, that that is where City are striving to be. They're not striving to do, develop young players who are not quite good enough. They're striving to develop young players who can do what Phil Foden is doing right now, and that show that they belong in that that kind of company. I mean, I feel a little bit sorry for I felt sorry for Sancho because he could see Leroy Sane coming in, who's not that much older than him, and could potentially be at City for years. He could see, you know, this Sterling. There was talk of Alexis Sanchez coming in. Um, so you understand him, him going going elsewhere to get football. You can feel the same with Diaz. They're all young lads that are ahead of him. But with Phil Foden, he's looking at David Silva um, and thinking he's not that got that much longer. You know, he's got what two years possibly. Possibly, you never know with Silva. He could go until he's yeah. forty because he's he's got so much class. But um, he, he'll be thinking, you know, a year or two down the line, and I'll be challenging for his position. And. Uh, that kind of ambition and that kind of belief in yourself goes a long way, but he's also got something to aim for. He's he's got that he's got that bit of light at the end of the tunnel that, you know, I can I can see myself getting into this team before before much longer. And also Foden's only eighteen, isn't he? So if you look at him, he's probably got 10, 15 years at the top level if he was to stay at City. So he's that, got plenty of time still to. That's what drives me mad. Oh, you know, people are banging on about. Oh, he needs more time. He needs more playing time. Get him in the team. Get him in the English. He's eighteen years old. And he, what is he eighteen? And is he eighteen in May? I think he was, he was eighteen in May because yeah, yes. he was having Vimto on the the winners parade <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean he's he's 18 and a half for goodness sake you know he's got don't 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 push him too hard just let him develop and I I, I think I think City are getting it right to be honest he's, he's getting he's getting a fair bit of playing time and I think as the season rolls out we'll, we'll, start, we'll start to see him coming in especially how many times do you see it with young players in the past as well you saw it with Marcus Rashford at United they get the chance when their injuries you know, yeah. and it's just a case of being patient and waiting for that to happen sometimes. Uh, and I think that will happen with Foden at some stage this season. We've already, we don't know with De Bruyne about how long he's out for, but at some stage this season, City will have a couple of, of injuries in midfield, and then Foden, Foden gets his chance. And if he goes in and, and grasps it with both hands, there we go. That's that's the making of you. 
And I, I think as well, I mean, there's some, the criticism of Guardiola and bringing through young players that he, you know, you only tend to remember the, the exceptional players. Like it's not bad having Messi and Bush gets to call on to, to bring through, but he did, you know, win the Champions League with seven homegrown players at Barcelona. And at the end of the day, he's a manager working at like the highest echelons of, of the game. So he only wants youngsters who can can match that. So if his city record is, there is only really Phil Foden to have come through and become like a first team regular. But Phil Foden is one of the best players that England has seen and, you know, wins all kinds of stuff with City, then I don't think Guardiola think that's too bad a, a legacy to leave. Right. So finally, I think the question that I should touch on and ask is, what do you think City can and will achieve this season? Because I mean, you, you had the hundred points last season. You can't, in terms of a Premier League season, you can't really eclipse that unless you do win it again. You've got your Carabao Cup in the quarterfinal again. FA Cup obviously still to come, and the Champions League. What what do you what do you make of what City can do this season? Well, I could tell you one thing. I won't be the one who asked Pep Guardiola that question. Because <laughs> I remember him being asked that early last season when, when City were on a great run, you know, and everyone was saying, oh, they're going to they win everything. It was his first season, wasn't it? Oh, was that his first yeah, season? Yeah, they won well, the first 10 games. Yeah, they won, they won the first <laughs> 10 games. Somebody will have asked him last oh. season as well. Though. Yeah, he was asked when they won the first 10 games. That's absolutely right. So he's got much younger memory than me. <laughs> um, and he... Uh, he was asked that in a press conference and he, he hung his head and uh, muttered a bit of a, a curse word under his, <laughs> under his breath, uh, much to everybody's hilarity. WTF is the, yeah, uh, the broadcastable he, he version. And we, the microphone's just about picked it up. <laughs> and I think that that's the correct response because it, it, it isn't going to happen. It isn't going to happen. I mean, you can sort of think, well, Leicester winning the Premier League happens, so anything could happen in football, but... There's just too many things go wrong, you know. For goodness' sake, it was Wigan who who stopped them, stopped them uh, winning the FA Cup last season. I thought I'd get that one. Who's yeah. from Wigan? Shall we say? Um, so no, it, it it doesn't happen. It's just it's just too much. You'd have to keep all the players fit. You'd have to keep them all on top form and get every bit of luck going. And if you start adding all those things up, the odds against it just become immense. Um, and City will, you know, if they will focus on the Champions League and the Premier League. That's that, they're, they're the ones that they want. Um, and if the others are just a bonus, really, if they can get to the finals or, or, or progress in the competition as well, fine. Because it, they, you know, it gives Aaron Muric a game. It gives Brahim Diaz and uh, players like this a game. So they will go for all four. There's no doubt about that. They will aim to win all four. But no, no. And you're going to throw, you're going to keep this record, and throw it back at me in, in June, aren't you? Ask you it once yeah. a month. Yeah. After, every time City win, every win a game. Well, I, I was the fool last night that asked him if they could win the the League Cup and got short shrift. So he, uh, no, he, I turned up last night. He opened the program and Pep says City have won this competition five times and we are aiming to make it six. So. So they win and get to the quarters. And after I say, you know, are you better equipped this year? Because you've got a deeper squad. And uh, it's very, we're not thinking about winning. the. We're not 
that's too far ahead. Of course, we're not thinking about winning the cup. It's one game at a time. Uh, don't be so silly. And you sort of think, right, okay, fair, <laughs> fair enough. Classic, classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are aiming to win it, but you're not thinking about winning it. Um, I, You know, it, it's far too early to talk about four trophies. Um, I think... They've certainly got the depth. Yeah, I think... To, to, to challenge on multiple fronts, I think if there's any team in the last maybe 10 years I can remember that in terms of depth all the way through the squad, I think the Cities is right up there with any yeah. other team. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I think um, if, if they get to March, I think you're talking like Champions League quarters and FA Cup quarters and they're still in four competitions then you can you can start talking about it but I I think to be honest with how strong the Premier League is um, a good season would be retaining the title which no team's done in in 10 years Um, I think they might end up with another cup Um, but yeah so much can go wrong in in one-off knockout games and they're still not as clinical as I think the manager would like so that is a big drawback you know, last night I think they had twenty shots or something and scored two. I'll um I'll I'll note that down and remember to ask you first of March. Yeah, exactly. Just, That's what we were doing with press conferences last season. Can we ask him yet? Can we ask? No, no. I think it's around about the time of the League Cup final as well. So yes, yeah, yeah, City yeah. Could possibly be back at Wembley. But um, no, that's all we have time for. So thank you for joining us, guys. Thank you. Um, if you haven't subscribed to us already, be sure to on Acast, and you will get all your podcasts straight into your notifications. Thank you. <laughs>